0: Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Welcome back, listeners. Thank you so much for joining me and Liz um, most of you will know she is my girlfriend, and this topic is something that I feel particularly unqualified to talk about because it is something that I have never had a, as a part of my life, and that is alcohol. But I thought it'd be fascinating to speak to someone who has definitely enjoyed alcohol over the years, has um, been a consistent drinker, would you say, mm-hmm. for most of your life, and then in the last year almost year you haven't drunk at all which I find amazing and I want to dig deeper into why that is and just in terms of questions I've had around alcohol that I guess I've ne- never felt it's been polite enough or the right person to ask about or it's, it's just always a bit of a weird question and I appreciate that I'm very unusual in that I don't drink so I feel like I can ask you because you'll give me an honest answer and hopefully this will be Interesting. So normally we do a first five, but as a non-drinker, I guess I just came up with five um, scenarios in which, for me, drinking, I think, represents. So a celebration, a form of connection, a religious ceremony or event. Ethanol just came to mind as a cleaning product, a disinfectant. And then I had the memory of the Christmas cake and... I think it's brandy, putting brandy and lighting it on it. And they were my first five that came to mind for alcohol um, use. What When I just say the word alcohol, what comes to mind for you? For me?
1: Um, something I'm a little bit wary of now.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Something that makes me nervous.
0: What would your former pre- Giving up alcohol, persons that if I went alcohol, what's the first thing that came? Fun. To? Fun. Mm. I think that's probably the majority of people's response. Um, so maybe I'll just tell people, or even you, you don't really know why I'm so, I've, I just don't drink, um, and that is because my first experience of alcohol signified pain and shame, and that was in the form of a family member who unfortunately alcohol is why he's not here anymore. So he, he died on his own vomit from, um, he was an absolute alcoholic and he choked on his vomit from um, a bad episode. But prior to that, he had a lifetime or I only knew him with illness. So I just remember his puffy hands and really, really puffy hands and his circulation was going and he had a really fatty liver. So he had a bit of a weird tinge sweaty kind of clamminess to his skin and he would always excuse himself he didn't come to to the house much but if he came to our house he would excuse himself to vomit in the toilets and I remember that from about the age of seven or eight because he was drunk or because he was just unhealthy from um I think by then he was so ill that he had daily kind of side effects from drinking but he always had this smell of spirits as far as I'm aware, he was always drunk. Like, he always had alcohol in his system. Um, he was super clammy and sweaty and just looked puffy and swollen and unwell. And I think I saw him maybe three or four years before he then died. So he lost his connection with his wife, his family, and, um, yeah, just went into decline after that, really, and drank himself to death. So that was my first sort of awareness of this thing that could change someone so profoundly. I didn't quite understand that a lot of people, most people drank. And so for me, when I found out that most people drank, that was really confronting and confusing because I only had this example of really negative um, side effects from mm-hmm. drinking. So I was like- Didn't well, your
1: parents like just drink around? Um well?
0: I can remember the bottle stopper, like the wine cork thing, that it looked like a lady, like arms. It had these Mm. metal-like prongs, and its head looked like a lady, and it had this little skirt. Yeah, the big one in the kitchen. Yeah, so I remember that, and I remember that that was usually in a bottle somewhere, but the fact that they used that showed that they would never drink a whole bottle of an evening or in one go because they always had the plug on it. And I think mum used it for, more for casseroles. But I didn't really put two and two together because my family member that was um, an alcoholic certainly didn't turn up with a wine bottle. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. they had a spirit bottle or a little, a, hip, a flask or something. Um, did mum and dine drink? I think they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they had a bit of wine. I now know... Dad barely drinks at all. Probably can count on one hand how many drinks he'll have a year. And that's just because he just doesn't really... I don't know. He's just... Doesn't, it's not part of his life. Mum, she makes her own wine. And they do drink. They have a couple of glasses every night. Which, to me, seems excessive. But I would never say that to Mum. That's, that's her life. And, well, nah, she probably won't be. But, yeah, alcohol is never a feature I would say um certainly nothing done to excess but then a couple of other family members have really struggled with alcohol and I'm not going to go into that because that's not my place to tell their story but close family members have struggled and so yeah it was always a challenging thing for me and when I was growing up in my teens I've spoken about this but I was anorexic so I certainly wasn't gonna choose to put the calories of alcohol in my system and I just witnessed my friends change And I could never understand looking around a room at a party um, or even just like a social gathering after a sports fixture or something why no one else was seeing everyone change and how that didn't confront people that to me is the scariest part of alcohol is that someone you think you know and acts in a very obvious uh, consistent way their behaviour drastically changes and that didn't seem to bother any of my mates
1: Mm, yeah I suppose there's a distinction between what you're talking about which is people getting drunk versus people just having a few drinks
0: yes which obviously from my first experience of alcohol it took me a lot of time to realise that people can just have a a leisurely casual drink without Getting drunk, but I don't know what that is. I would, I would hazard a guess, and this is very ill informed, but that's two drinks. Yeah, probably. So most people would normally have more than two drinks. So I assume that the majority of times when people drink, they will get drunk because they normally would have more than two drinks in a in a drinking period or a drink, you know, a night out or a a meal or so. Maybe maybe a good question to ask, and I do sound completely naive, but I am, like I've never really broached this topic with much detail, is um, where, well, there's so many questions on this. What makes you, what made you drink? So when you were a casual drinker, a drinker at uni, a drinker through yep. your career, like a drinker up until only a year ago, what made you enjoy it or decide to do it or
1: i think it's probably like most people in australia where you start drinking as a teenager you know you get your parent you steal your parents alcohol and take it to drink with your friends on the weekend so
0: why why would you do that
1: because it was fun and it was against was not what we were supposed to be doing and
0: so did you genuinely feel because i've not i don't know what it's like to feel drunk That will surprise a lot of people, but I've never been drunk in my life. So can you describe, I mean, most people know, so you probably don't need to for their benefit, but what do you feel like when you have your first drink, probably nothing, and then your second drink, what kind of physiologically happens for you? And does that change for different people?
1: Probably, but I mean, I think alcohol affects people in different ways. Um, for me, it was just relaxing and then you get your confidence. Um, and you just, yeah, it just feels, it just feels like you can, um, do things you wouldn't be able to do if you weren't drunk or drinking, um, like dancing in front of people or talking to someone you didn't, you weren't comfortable talking to. I'm just thinking about in social situations. Or it just takes that edge off when you've had a hard day. Mm. I mean, it's a depressant,
0: ultimately, alcohol. I, have, I did have a question that is, and again, this is just me assuming, but there, you get different examples of people's behaviour being extreme when they're drunk, so extremely violent yeah. or extremely silly or yeah. extremely lovable, like... My sister. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but she'd be like, "No, honestly, though, I love you so yeah. much." That's like everyone kind of takes a different turn. So, do you take the turn of the mood you're in when you start drinking? So, if you're in a, if you're pissed off, does that mean you're more likely to then be pissed off? Or people generally, their behaviour becomes enhanced in one way. So, if you're a happy, silly drunk, that's usually you will always be a happy, silly yeah, drunk. I think so, but different alcohol can have different impacts on that. So
1: um, when you drink certain different things will make you feel different
0: things, I suppose. Yeah. I feel like this is super boring for everyone because most people will know this. They're
1: probably going, I know how I I feel when I'm drunk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So at any stage along your drinking journey, did you, because you're an intelligent person, like you're a lawyer, you've got your head switched on, did you go... Uh, did you weigh up the negatives versus the positives or you just felt like this is what everyone does so this is what I'm going to do and I actually enjoy it correct there's no no I think it's only
1: since I've stopped drinking that I have questioned all of that and gone what are we doing what what did I do all those years Mm. because it's only now I know how I feel yeah not drinking and it's only now I think about i can concerned about the impact of alcohol on my body. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, while I was drinking, absolutely not.
0: I feel... Oh, yeah,
1: you, I mean, you'd wake up on it after a big night and go, oh, God, I'm never drinking again and feel like crap. Oh,
0: the amount of times I've heard that from friends <clears throat> over the years and, and family.
1: And you, go, you question yourself then, but, it, you know.
0: So then why, do, is it peer pressure alone, do you think? Or is there a, a genuine addictive, like... Because, what? okay, so two things, and this is not judging, this is purely, I appreciate that I think about things quite deeply compared to other people. So I question everything, Mm. I question people's behaviour because from my past I had to change my own behaviour, I had to have a really deep understanding of why I do what I do in order to live the best version of myself and overcome anorexia and basically rewrite my thinking, rewrite my approach to... Life and how I live. So everything I do is a choice, a very conscious awareness. You know, it's, there's awareness backing my choice. So I, th- I think there is just an element, a bit like when blokes on a whim wolf whistle or go, oh, shows you tits. Like they haven't thought about that. They just do it because it's an impulsive. Like they see a hot chick walking past and they act. So I feel like maybe the approach to alcohol is like well, it's Friday night. We're all having a We're drink. We're all getting a drink. Why would I question that? That's yeah. just what we do. There's certainly an element of that. But the the concern comes, I think, when it's become cool. Like, there was a kid the other day who I work with who was showing me a video of him. He was so blind drunk. He was singing this, well, actually quite racist song, but they thought it was hilarious. And I, I just, it makes me sad that there's no element of, what, sorry, there's, no question of, not only is that embarrassing and shameful, but actually it's the absolute opposite. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's something to show off about. And you know, where, Why do you think that's the case, where people's in, intoxication becomes a source of humour? Or do you think that's just them trying to validate it? Well, they do. They do genuinely find it funny that they're so out of control that they're doing things that. Yeah, are I mean awkward. that's. <clears throat> I assume you're talking
1: about young people there, and that's certainly part of drinking when you're young is the funny stories and the funny things that happen. Um, but people put themselves in pretty vulnerable yeah. situations. Yeah. I mean, I think, and and alcohol is a perfect thing for teenagers who they're just struggling with who they are. They're struggling with confidence. They're struggling with authenticity and working all that out. And alcohol is a perfect mask for that. So they can actually go and, you know, do things with their peers or people that they don't know, which they would ordinarily feel awkward with doing that. Marketing alcohol to teenagers is super smart because they're a perfect group of people that need that
0: extra something to deal with the outside world. Yeah, and I guess they are blissfully naive enough to think that their friends won't see through that like but no one sees through that because everyone's doing the same thing yeah that's where I'm hands up completely honestly I was insanely lonely throughout my whole teens it was really really lonely but I chose loneliness over doing something that made no sense to me yeah I'd rather be lonely we were just wise before your time well maybe or I was just boring you know some people I mean we would have all thought you were boring well, they did. That's yeah. why I had no friends. Because why would you not drink and so that you were fresh in the morning, so you could train, or so that you could save money, or blah blah. blah when you know you're missing out on all this fun. Yeah. But the fun to me was not fun. It was really dangerous. You, don't know, you never got drunk. You don't know if it was fun or not. True. Yeah, but I'm I'm not tempted. No. Actually, that's something that has so like when I've dated in the past. Like I thought I I could appreciate at school because people were like But I was drinking when we started dating. Yeah, and that annoyed me. Do it. The first date when you got a bit tipsy, I felt Which I do because I was nervous. Yeah, but I felt quite insulted by that. So there's two there's two ways to look at this, and there's two absolute different experiences I've had in that people have been offended at me or by me when I've declined to drink. Like they take that personally or you, you said, well, maybe they're holding a mirror up. I'm holding a mirror up to them, but somehow they're insulted and, and people have been quite angry. Like they've, they've tried to cover it. Well, tried to not be bothered by it. Do you know what I would think
1: if I was dating in the, on the dating scene and someone didn't drink or I I was pregnant? No, all (laughs) I would be thinking is, Oh God, how are we going to get through this? Because we both need to have our inhibitions lowered a little bit to try and do this.
0: But isn't that the absolute joy of meeting someone new? Is the butterflies, the sweaty palms, the heartbeat going a million miles an hour? Like that's when you feel most. Yeah, but alive. in my
1: head, I'd be thinking we're not. We, we need. We both need to be a bit tipsy to even like kiss or something. Because how is anyone going to get the courage to do that without it? Uh, so that's probably. I reckon they're probably thinking either if someone's getting angry at you for not drinking, it's either that they're going. Oh crap, I'm a bad drinker, I'm a bad person. Or they're going, How how are we gonna do this? This isn't gonna work.
0: Mm. It's
1: never about you.
0: Yeah, well, I know that now. <laughs> but um whereas for me, as a non drinker, I not so much in the on the date. Like absolutely, I'm never gonna stop someone from drinking. Like if, if you enjoy the taste, if you feel more relaxed, if you if you enjoy having a drink great go for your life I would never judge that or deny someone the chance to do that but what I would feel upset about is if they then changed fundamentally their behavior and became a different version of themselves so I used to have a partner who did feel the need to drink like um unfortunately probably I'd probably say they were an alcoholic but I would never say that to their face but I found that really disrespectful because they weren't giving me them. You know, I, I wasn't in a relationship with that person because I liked their drunk version. Mm. I wanted to connect to the 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 real version of themselves, especially when it came to the bedroom. I wasn't getting the best version of that person, so it really annoyed me because you know it's sort of denying I, me. I love talking about
1: your bedroom antics <laughs> with your exes.
0: No, but I'm just, as a general, like it's, I found it insulting because that person wasn't prepared to be vulnerable and intimate and Yeah, but that's, no one, no
1: one is prepared to be vulnerable. That's the whole point of alcohol.
0: Well, then you're missing the point of life. Yeah, but we know that, right? So why do people do it? It just, like, so I've got some facts here. I'm not going to bore everyone with loads of them, but 68 billion dollars last year is how much australians spent on alcohol
1: so there's a lot of incentive for people to keep people drinking
0: oh 100 percent, because it's a, a massively profitable economy yeah. but just imagine what you could do with that money if you if no one drank in this country like public housing and like i just <sighs> the effects on the um environment with all those bottles and cans and all of the damage done by people who've drunk and got too drunk and then, you know, won punches and fights and fallen over and the medical costs incurred from that. Like, I just, I feel like I cannot be the only person that sees alcohol more negatively than positively. So try and win me over, if you, if you can, on what the benefits are of drinking you mentioned cooking, for instance, and how it enhances the taste of food. I hadn't even thought of that.
1: Yeah, like a nice wine with a meal is very nice. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just about the cultural symbols, like symbol, the symbolism around it and the celebratory component to it. Um, and it feels, it, it's enjoyable. It's fun. And you feel good for a while. <laughs> Until you don't. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing like, I, what I really miss about not drinking is, you know, when you get into something for the first time and everyone's having a really nice glass of champagne or a really nice glass of wine, that initial sort of feeling, um, it's, it's really lovely.
0: Yeah. I can absolutely relate to that in that being British, being offered a cup of tea, anywhere is the norm like you can go and put your car into the mechanic and whilst you're doing the paperwork oh did you want a cup of tea love or you know you can go to a neighbor's house and check or hand back the cat or something and do you want a cup of tea so for me I am used to it now I've been here 10 years but I still wish people would offer me a cup of tea when I arrive somewhere because normally I want one yeah and I imagine that's similar to when you get to a party or even, like, a social occasion where it's a Mad Monday or, like, just after a sports game and then you all go down to the pub. Yeah. Like, it would feel weird for everyone there if people just passed around the sparkling water. Yeah. And it
1: feels good, that first drink, after, like, a beer after a sporting game. It feels nice. That was my
0: next question, is that... Because I have... So, disclaimer, I have tried, like, a sip of beer once... Absolute revolting. It reminded me of what I thought licking a boot might taste like. Like <laughs> a sort of like a weird leathery sweaty foots kind of vibe. Um I've tried most things, so I've I've never tried a neat like shot or anything, but I've tried an Alco Pop and That's an Alco Pop. Alco Pop back in the 2000s, That was like a I think it's a mix. Like
1: a UDL or something like that.
0: UDL possibly. Yeah. Like a Really sweet, yep. fruity thing yep. with some vodka or something. Um, so all of these are just sort of sips. But, yeah, I just... So maybe you do. Like, after you finish a marathon or you've finished a sports event and you see these athletes sort of, like, instantly start drinking, swigging the champagne and stuff, are they genuinely enjoying that? Or is that yeah, just... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Great. I'll take your word <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um... So that's one positive is that it just feels nice with a meal or then you feel that kind of like camaraderie celebratory yeah any others
1: well it like it depends which which track you're going for, like if you've had a bad day, a drink really takes the edge off that
0: in what way like it makes you feel it's automatically sort relaxed of kind
1: of takes your mind away from what you're thinking about
0: yeah yeah. I guess it's a quick fix instead of, like, meditation or stretching or yeah. breathing. or Definitely better than meditation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so let's move on to why you decided to give up. And then how is it that you've maintained almost a year now of not drinking yeah, when you initially months. just wanted to do a – what was it? 100, 100 days. 100 days. Yeah. So – I'm assuming, and I really hope that I didn't make you feel obligated to stop drinking, but I'm assuming the fact that I don't drink might have assisted in your decision to.
1: Well, I'm certainly drinking less as a result of dating you because it wasn't like when we went out for dinner, we get a bottle of wine to share.
0: Yeah, because a bottle is conveniently two and a half. Is it two and a half?
1: Yeah, two and a half or three, yeah.
0: So then it's like, oh, well, that's like... More than one glass, isn't it? Yeah. Like you'd think they'd do it a glass each and then Or you're... we
1: wouldn't sit around now at night and have a drink.
0: Or Rest be drink. doing a podcast. Instead we're, instead we're raging
1: being <laughs> raging doing a podcast.
0: Sipping on water. Yeah, drink, eating cereal. Um
1: and so, you know, that's something I would regularly do is just drink after work or drink just sitting around. And because um You weren't drinking. I was conscious if we were going out, out, not to drink too much that I didn't want to.
0: Change yourself.
1: Well, I didn't want to be that that gross drunk if you were stone cold sober. Like I was conscious about that. So it's definitely started drinking less. So that really
0: speaks to why people ignored me so much in my teens or didn't invite me to parties. Why? Because you've said yourself, like you didn't want to have to be that gross drunk, whatever. I mean, you'd never be gross drunk, but I don't know. Like, well, I just said, like, I could. I just had
1: these images of me drink after drinking, after having some drinks, like sleeping next to you, and just not being comfortable with that image.
0: Well, thank you. Well, but yeah, you know,
1: the previous partner's obviously that wasn't a problem because we were both drink drunk, both drinking. Yeah. So. I had started drinking less, but I'd realized I'd always known that I had a, I, you know, a problematic relationship with alcohol, and not because I was, what you know. I mean, it depends what you define as an alcoholic. And I think yeah, when, I when, find, pe- when I people talk <laughs> about alcoholics, I
0: think most people are alcoholics. Functional you know, that's alcoholics. You, but that's what
1: you think. Yeah. Is that you're thinking of that guy that's like on the in the gutter? No, or, I don't. I think can't. of people that need. No, but when we, as a society, this is how we justify ourselves. Yeah, of course. And all the people that can't go to work and the first thing they do when they wake up is drink or they lose their jobs and, and alcohol affects them in that way. So obviously, I was never that.
0: I reckon there's poor. I mean, I'm just plucking a number out here, but 2% of the society are alcoholics in the way you've described. Yep. I reckon alcoholics in the way that I see them is probably 80% are high functioning well it's kind of this kind mid-range job,
1: drinking so. binge
0: drinking alcoholics 2-5% to 5% are the you know homeless on the street necking back booze all day every day and then whatever's left my master's isn't great 10% are recovered alcoholics who don't touch it who abstain I reckon yeah. majority of people who, I just think everyone's an alcoholic, to be honest, because, because if you, so. Yeah, but the, I think you so, can
1: come with that with a little bit of judgment.
0: Yes, I probably do. And there's going to be a lot of people that probably hate be, me. You're going to have that conversation, conversation. So gonna go down well. But if someone asked me, and I've been asked, and sorry, we'll come back to your point, but if someone um, asked me, do I want to try a cigarette? No, why would I put a carcinogenic in my body? And so often people are going, but don't you, aren't you curious? Like, aren't you, don't you miss it? Like, don't you want to give it a go? To me, asking me, do I want to start drinking? is the same as, do you want to try a line of Coke? Or do you want to try a cigarette? Like, there's no difference because of my mindset around alcohol being a drug and alcohol being dangerous and Mm. alcohol being a problem. Um, So there's absolutely no urge for me to drink. So I do find it problematic that I have never met anyone with the same attitude as me and I'm not sure why I have this. But that's because most people
1: drink and enjoy it and don't see the negative ramifications.
0: Or they kid themselves that they're not there. Yeah. Cuz they'd see it like say so, sorry, carry on because you have decided to continue a life without alcohol. And I know just because we've spoken about it, but you said you just don't think you'll ever drink again. So what for you has led to that decision?
1: To not drink again?
0: Yeah. So it started with because you met me and you felt like you didn't want to be, you were conscious of being drunk. And also I just,
1: yeah, I don't, I wasn't enjoying the role alcohol was potentially playing in my life. Like um, drinking on the weeknights and then I'd wake up and not sleeping well. Um, weekends, so so I would consider myself sort of standard Australian drinker, mid-range drinker, which is have a few drinks during the week, but nothing major.
0: How? What do you class a few?
1: Probably a couple, a couple of nights a week. Yep. And then on the weekend, generally blowout, and not by blowout as in lying on the vo- the floor vomiting, but enough that you feel pretty average at least one day of the weekend. Would you
0: do that every every week? Yes. How many years? How old am
1: I? Like
0: twenty years or something. At least. But that's pretty standard. Yeah, I do feel it's more common in this country, which I actually looked at the stats on, and England are worse. I was about to say, are you come from England? The yeah. whole culture around going to the pub in England. Check. I can't actually um, read the word. But... Like every every corner in England
1: is a pub.
0: Chechia? Is that how you say it? Were the absolute worst. With an average of two bottles a week per person. That's the worst alcohol consumption in the world. Is that some
1: sort of Russian country?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, The lowest is the Middle East and North Africa. Because, for instance, um, Qatar have put 100% tax on alcohol.
1: Well, and also you can't.
0: And you just can't for the religious reasons. Religious reasons, yeah. Um, But that was fascinating, looking at what is considered kind of a average and most countries in Europe an average would consumption would be equivalent to 1.5 bottles a week which actually doesn't sound that much I'm sure there's there's a lot more consumed mm. by people than that here yeah. yeah so I interrupted you again but we were talking about just yeah and I think I
1: had a bit of a problem is I wasn't great at stopping so once I'd had a drink it would I would um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to just have one
0: well that's the and I also knew this as a fact that that's sort of built into the al- the effects of alcohol, they deliberately make it yeah. addictive and the sugars and the ethanol and the effects of the blood I can't remember the scientific reasons as to why but that absolutely
1: yeah and I think i just and, and some people are much better than this so it's, it's each, each their own but I also found at night if I'd had a drink, even in the afternoon, that was it in terms of being able to do anything productive. I was kind of done. Yeah. I could be sit on the couch kind of night.
0: Yeah. Um, um, was there ever a mindset of, a bit like some people's approach to chocolate, if they have something sugary in the morning, they're like, oh, you know, fuck it. I'll just have sugar the rest of the day. Like kind of a write-off? No, nah, not really. No, not so much. No.
1: Um. But and then I think I can't really remember what triggered me to decide to do a hundred days. I think I was just feeling a bit overwhelmed with life, and thought, I'd do it, see if I could do which it. Which is
0: amazing because so many people who are overwhelmed by life would fall more into yeah, which is the, the trap, right? Of because it, yeah, I think
1: one of the reasons I don't think I would go back to alcohol is because I just can't imagine adding that back into my life because of the negative impacts. So. What I've seen as a result of not drinking is I'm way sleep. My sleep is so much better. Yeah, sleep well. <laughs> yeah, I sleep really well. <laughs> and so that, and then I'm so sort of more productive. That anxiety I get when you get a kind of anxiety when you're a bit hungover. That's yeah. gone. You're feeling. I don't have the average feeling. I'm feeling so much more clearer. I'm fitter. I'm healthier. Um, I I've feel seen... like I've got more time. I don't know why. I just feel like I have more time. Yeah. And I've so, seen a physical
0: difference in you as well. I know that's less superficial. Puffy. <laughs> less Honestly, less puffy. Yeah. Your whole face shape has changed. Yeah. And you aren't as, yeah, you were kind of inflamed, I would say. Yeah. So I
1: I kind of then got to the point where I was like, why would I reintroduce something which makes, even if it's 1% my life, that little bit harder? Yeah. And I'm someone who's so time poor that, Why would I do something which seems to give me less time? Yep. Um, And I'm also concerned that I haven't really tackled properly why I probably drank more than I should have. And I'd be concerned about falling back into old habits. Mm. Like I don't think I could, I don't feel comfortable in myself that I could be, just have a glass, one glass of at night kind of person
0: and now you feel with the clarity and the space and the the mental space that you can look to why you were you know your relationship with drink came about and then you can which is amazing that's not, not many people in their life get to a point where they're brave enough to acknowledge that there was a reason why they drank too much in the first place yeah and not only do I know there's a, a reason for it but I'm willing to give myself space and time to yeah. to delve into that.
1: I think as I get which further down the path, the more I'm prepared to admit to myself that I had a problem with alcohol and it wasn't a problem which was obvious to anyone. It's just a problem in that I would drink more than I should at times.
0: Yeah. Which is amazing to admit to and beautifully honest, but I suspect that most people... Of your similar drinking capacity, or well, who you know, that doesn't make sense. I to one of my friends, yeah, yeah. If you if they may not be ready to admit to it, but but I, I also like you've already stated, and I'm sure I've come across as immensely judgmental, yeah. but I'm not blaming anyone for this because like I'm obviously acting naive, but advertising is extraordinary so I've also looked at the stats for that it's something like 10 billion dollars is spent on advertising every year 10 billion dollars yeah. just to get people to consume and then the social situations and some of the repercussions I've mentioned them already about um not drinking but I spent my whole teenage life and 20s considering whether I wanted to live because I felt so lonely because all the situations that are social, all the situations that kind of spoke to me and fueled my need for connection usually had alcohol present. And people just assumed that I didn't want to be there because I didn't want to drink. It wasn't about the not drinking, I just didn't want to, like, you know, it really annoyed me. And I, there's so many times I would cry and usually chat to mum and be like, Why don't they invite me? Because I can still enjoy the party, the the disco back in the day, we called it, obviously. Or I can still enjoy going over for a sleepover or a hangout. Like, I'm going to get all the benefits I need. I just don't need to partake in the drinking bit. But I think a lot of people just assume, oh, she doesn't want to drink, so therefore she doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Ugh, it was horrific. But there's a part of me that obviously... Felt that it was worth it. A bit like most teenagers or most adults think it's worth drinking. I think I must have just had a knowing inside or a realisation that the benefits for me at that time outweighed the downfalls to not drinking. So Yeah, like, you're before your time. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, some things I did was have a lot more money. A hell of a lot more money. So I would go and collect art. So i just walk into a gallery every year and I would allow myself one extravagant purchase, which would um, probably be over £2,000 every year. And this is from the age of 16 I started this. So every year I'd purchase an artwork. And my sisters were you like... You know,
1: that sounds quite smug. Well, I didn't is... drink because so I was too busy purchasing art. No,
0: the opposite in that I, I told my sisters... And they were like, you're such an idiot. What a total waste of money. And then we worked out how much money they spend on alcohol every year. It was a hell of a lot more than an artwork. Mm. Yeah. So, again, it kind of just it just makes no sense. It makes no me. sense sitting back
1: and looking at it like this. But people drink for all sorts of reasons.
0: Yeah. No, I I appreciate that. I appreciate Unlike that.
1: And like any addiction, there's a source of pain there, Yeah. obviously.
0: Yeah. No, hundred percent, and um, yeah, there's no there's no judgment on on people. I guess for me, the trying to understand the non addicts' relationship to alcohol is far more interesting and new. Yeah. Than I get the relationship addicts have to alcohol because I've been surrounded by alcoholics my whole life, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand why. They pick up alcohol to dampen feelings, and I think probably the the pain addicts
1: are doing it to a degree as well.
0: Hmm. So you say it's fun, but but it's not.
1: I probably started drinking when I was a teenager and stuff because I didn't have the confidence to be around my peers without it. And so there's always, like, a reason, like,
0: yeah, sitting oh, behind it. 100%. In every action, and we'll talk about exercise on, on this podcast, and I've we'll spoken about food, and we'll talk about... Well, the whole point of this, this podcast is to get people to think about why they're doing what they're doing, and it's not to shame people, it's not to judge people, it's just to raise the question mm. about maybe there might be one person that listens to this and goes, Oh, you know what I have not even considered why I do it I just do yeah. like curry night is a Friday night yeah. or speaking for myself here I usually go to cinema by myself on a Sunday because I love just to escape and mm-hmm. go into this whole other world of screen and get lost in that and you could say that's it's not an addiction I mean I've, I cannot go to the cinema on a Sunday but I do it because it's a form of escapism mm. and I, I like the fantasy film or whatever and the eclectic mix of worlds that I get to enter but yeah, my my hope in this pod is just to get people to question for themselves why they partake in, in what they do. I'm not judging even though <laughs> you've said numerous times I come across as as judging. I get it. I get why people use alcohol or consume it in their lives and I just I just wish people f- could f- <laughs> Choose a healthier option if they needed to. But isn't that, yeah, I mean, that's a
1: that's the nirvana. Yeah. That everyone has self-awareness, that everyone knows themselves, that everyone believes in themselves and everyone's authentic. And, and yeah, it's, it's just not the real world.
0: No, but it is my life work. Yes, <laughs>
1: and it's a very, noble, so I really it's a very hope, noble life work. I
0: really hope it. I can help even just one person reach that nirvana because um i've had so many
1: probably realizations in my year 10 months of alcohol share some if you will well i think probably it's around my um relationship with alcohol and realized does it surprise
0: you just how much you were consuming, is it only now that you're not consuming it? You're, you, know, you might go to a party or you might just go to a pizza night or catch up with friends yeah. and you're like, whoa, it is everywhere. Because I know a few months ago you wanted it out of the house. Like, so you just had kind of bottles left over and you've kind of collected it again. <laughs> it's found <laughs> its way back in um, from various people
1: just giving it. I wanted it out of the it. house because there was no use here. Yeah. I wasn't tempted by it.
0: No, I could tell I'm pretty
1: that. um steady in my resolve.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've had, the mo- The only times I've been tempted over the last 10 months is when I've had a really tough day. Yeah. Like a really challenging t- day. Yeah. Or like when we get to like a summer party and everyone's having a nice glass of rosé or something when you first get there.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I do really enjoy the taste of a really nice wine.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was um,
0: and very And the enjoyable. non, the nons of the, you know, the, the non-alcoholic wine world—they're
1: well, they're, all gross. They're awful. The non-alcoholic beer is okay, so I'll drink that sometimes. Because yeah. there's nothing. One thing I've noticed is it's so boring to drink sparkling water the whole time. So you yeah. need some alternatives, and all the alternatives are quite sugary. Yeah. Um.
0: So there, we, there are more coming onto yeah. the market, aren't there? I feel like there's a there's a real niche. Maybe we should start a non-alcoholic business. I think we've
1: got enough on our plate.
0: Yeah, we probably do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we could do that yeah. if everything else fails. Yeah, we'll start doing that. Um. Okay. I feel like we've touched on a lot. I feel like I probably offended a lot of people. <laughs> Come across as an absolute twat who's really. Um, no, I mean the, the I, questions you ask
1: are the right ones. They're just so confronting because everyone drinks and everyone doesn't want to think that they're doing something
0: i want to share a story a a situation that i keep keeps coming back to mind and especially when i was writing a few notes for this episode and that is a tc so a tc stands for tactical chunder and this is in wales so i played rugby in wales the rugby team i played for just happened to be the best team in the country And I just happened to end up playing for them at the right right place, right time. Every night um, on a weekend, but often most... I mean, this is university, so I appreciate there's a lot of drinking in the university scene. But any night after a game, we'd all go back to someone's house. Everyone would get as drunk as they could, drink as much one pound litre of cider as possible, because that's how much it was, or two pounds or whatever, Mm -hmm. And then they would literally ring a bell or someone would shout, OK, TC's, TC's, get your TC's in. And then we'd get a taxi. A TC was where everyone would line up, put their fingers down their throat, have a tactical chunder, a chunder is make yourself sick, before going out. So you had the alcohol in your system, you had the effect of the alcohol, sorry, in your blood, but you didn't have the blow and you weren't carrying the alcohol in your body. These are athletes representing their country and the best university team in the whole of... United Kingdom. No one seemed to question this behaviour. <laughs> You're laughing like that sounds it's a big fun. joke. That sounds like something we would have done at uni. To make yourself vomit, to be yeah. bulimic of well, alcohol, like what? The benefit I always had. And I would just watch it. Thinking, alcohol makes
1: me feel quite tired, so I would usually pass out before I'd get that drunk.
0: I just, it is the mind boggle. Well, oh, clearly only my mind boggles. Yeah. Because no, I've never had this conversation with anyone else where someone's gone, oh my God, you're so right, Liv. I don't need to be right in this. This isn't an argument. And I just find it fascinating that no one else on that very high level achieving sports team, we train 25 hours a week, two games every week, represented half the the, the team represented their nation and yet that was the norm. Yeah. It just like completely contradicts being a, an athlete. Well, it's the release from being an athlete. That's the thing. <sighs> Heavy. Um. I actually lied at uni. I said my nickname is Liv because, well, they're a bit dumb, but obviously my name is Olivia. But as I said, I had a liver condition and so I couldn't, I couldn't drink because I knew from my experience at school that if I just said, oh, actually, no, I just choose not to, that I'd be outcast, yeah. especially being in the rugby team. Um, and it was great because the the third-year peeps would be like, oh, no, 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 she can't. No, no, leave her alone. She's got a liver condition. And no one questioned that. Yeah. And that was the only way I could get through uni without having to defend my choice to not put alcohol in my body. And it was it was just bizarre to me. To you? To yeah but also bizarre that then I couldn't find another oh there was a Christian girl, <laughs> <laughs> but there was no one else, and probably some muslims i didn't ha- I didn't have any Muslim friends at uni, but just from a pure behavioral point perspective, why no one questioned that was odd, and then you've gone as a twenty forty uh, one year old said that sounds like fun, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, um, yeah, we had had a lot of fun when we were at uni and a lot of stuff, stories like that. And I wouldn't change that.
0: Doesn't make you sad that someone would make themselves vomit just just so that they didn't have a bloat from consuming litres of cider? Was it about the bloat or probably, it's probably done so that
1: they could keep going?
0: i got no idea. Doesn't I don't, Why on earth would you drink that much in the first <laughs> place so that you need to vomit though. it up ten minutes later?
1: That's <laughs> how so you can keep going, I guess.
0: Wow. That just... Is, it honestly, makes me really sad. That there's people... Student, uni students doing that now, today.
1: Yeah. I don't think... Oh, I think they're having fun.
0: So, I haven't prepped you for this, but in relation to your children... Yeah. What's, what's, what's going to happen oh, there?
1: Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, wh- whether I'll let them drink.
0: Well, I don't think you can stop them because you've already said there was an element of because it was wrong yeah. or not allowed, therefore they did it. Moral. I
1: think all you can do with anything with children is um, provide a moral compass and boundaries at home. Except that they're going to go out and make the mistakes or do things that are stupid or test boundaries because that's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. But hope that whatever whatever foundations you've given them are enough as a, as a homing beacon that, that they
0: can sort of go out and
1: do their stuff but everything will be okay in the end.
0: Mm. It gives me hope seeing you and your sisters because I've heard stories of, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Drunken bath incidences and just passing out and all these things yeah. and getting suspended or all this stuff. And yet, you're all very high-accomplished, you know, achieving exactly. individuals. Isn't this uh, the
1: point, though? The point is that that can all happen and you kind of get there in the end.
0: I don't I don't think you need to go through that, though, <laughs> to get to where you are now. No, I know, but that's what I think about my own children, is that I think about
1: all the things we've done and it's been fun. So, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely – I'm not –
0: See, my immediate response, or my immediate comment, I can already foresee me saying this, and you probably standing in the background, I, like, rolling your eyes, but, would be, why do you need to do that? Like, why are you... Yeah, but they're not going to answer that when they're teenagers. But I would hope that they would stop and think, why they are doing it? Yeah, maybe. You can yeah. be the
1: annoying person that says that.
0: Fine. Hate me, kids. Be, be annoyed I by I let them but... drink in the house and stuff like
1: that when they're not of age. I will definitely have boundaries around that. But um, I'll expect they'll go out and do it somewhere. Just I just hope they are safe.
0: Why do you think nobody, literally in my 34 years on this planet, I've never met anyone that thinks the way I do around this. No, Why yeah. do you think that? Why do you think I am so unique in my approach because I, I i find it baffling that something that makes total sense to me is I i've not met a single that. person I
1: think that's just you
0: yeah it's very it's very lonely mindset
1: not anymore i think more people are coming on board i think as i see as i get older um certainly within my friendship groups people are certainly drinking less Certainly, having chunks of time off alcohol, and there's people that are like similar to me giving it up. Mm. I think everyone's getting a little bit more clued with it. And also, as we get older, you sort of face a, face your own mortality a bit, and you're like, well, "What am I? What? Do, what do I need to do to be as healthy as possible?"
0: Yeah, there are actually two other things that I've, we've not mentioned, and they're just sort of like passing comments. But obviously, alcohol was consumed more than water because it was safer back in medieval times and back yeah. when the water was contaminated and all diseased and whatnot. So that... Got your fact in. It got my, got my fact <laughs> in right at the end. But, um, no, but that has set the... I mean, alcohol's been consumed for thousands of years, yeah. so it's set the foundations for what is normal behaviour, yeah. regular behaviour. Um, but there's also a random other fact that... I don't know exactly which part of the brain, but it gets... Destroyed or it only grows when you're in your early 20s. And if you drink too much alcohol prior to your early 20s, this part of your brain can't form, and that part enables you to have a hangover. So if you drink in your teens, that part must have formed with me. Mustn't. Must have. Must have. Good. Well, that's what you want. It's designed to stop you from drinking too much, but people that have drunk way too much in their teens suppress this part of your brain growing that basically means that you'll probably never have a hangover in your life which they're like, a oh, hell yeah, how good's that? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't give them that stopping tool or that deterrent from from drinking. If anyone is still listening at this point, well done because you're probably wanting to, I don't know, punch me, tell me to shut up. I've probably lost a lot of friends already <laughs> doing this. Everyone knows you're using alcohol. Yeah, I think I've made that quite clear. But, um, yeah, it's been fascinating. I don't know that I'm any wiser in understanding why people consume as much as they do, but it's been interesting to know your insight into why you don't think you're going to continue drinking. Yeah,
1: I just have the space for it.
0: No. Thanks. Anything else? No. No. Should we get a drink?
1: Yeah. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Alrighty, thank you,
0: see ya!